Well, hello. Another week uh, begins. Uh, this week, for my little reading, I thought uh, I would read uh, some of the words of Boris Humanuk, a Ukrainian poet who uh, took part in the 2014 overthrow of um, Viktor Yanukovych uh, and who then went to fight in the organisation of Ukrainian nationalists uh, volunteer battalion uh, when uh, Russia annexed uh, the Crimea later that year so he was uh, involved in the in the fighting uh, at that time uh, it's quite difficult to find out what he's doing now uh, but Yes, clearly a very brave man, uh, devoted to uh, to his country uh, and to resisting Putin's aggression. Uh, so this poem uh, that he wrote, one of his uh, war poems in 2014, uh, I'm going to read that today. Uh, it's uh, no less uh, relevant uh, now, given what's happening, than it than it. Uh, than it was uh, in 2014. Uh, but first, before I get into all that, just a little word of uh, warning. Uh, I am going to be away for a few, uh, well, for a couple of weeks because I'm going to uh, I'm going to Spain um, uh, at the beginning of March. So I will be back on, let me just, you can hear me uh, rifling through my diary here. Uh, I will be back, uh, normal service will resume, I should say, on uh, on the 21st of March. So it's a bit of a gap, but um, our potential, yeah, no, the 21st of March it will most likely be, uh, so... Uh, I will. Uh, this will be the last time I uh, invade your eardrums uh, until the twenty first of March. Anyway, on to the main event. Um, before I read uh, this poem by Humanuk, uh, I'm going to read some words from an interview uh, with him in twenty. Uh, 15 I think yes in February 2015 um, which I will link to in uh, uh, down below as they say so this he was interviewed um, about the publication of, of some of his poems uh, at that time some of his war poems uh, as I said he was a volunteer uh, and deputy commander of the of the OUN battalion uh, in the East. Uh, he's a novelist as well as a poet and a, a journalist too. Um, and he speaks in this interview a little bit about um, about his poetry and his experiences of, 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 of uh, fighting fighting Putin. Um, so here he's yes he's talking about his poetry um 
mostly, uh, you know, written, you know, on the, on the front. So he says, the poems have become a kind of a therapy for me. Sometimes, instead of yelling or crying, I want simply to shoot the skies. Some people do so, fire from their automatic guns in the sky. I write verse. What do my poems grow from? From pain and feeling sad for those who were killed. My poems are also nourished by the love to my dear people, brothers in arms and Ukraine. Poems are not born out of hatred. And then skipping forward, there's another little paragraph where he's talking uh, about being on the front, uh, being in the OUN battalion. People of different nationalities, faith, age and profession are fighting in the OUN battalion. On the whole, in the ATO forces, apart from Christians of all denominations, there are Muslims, Jews, representatives of the native Ukrainian faith and even Buddhists. At the moment, it is not religion or language that defines a patriot. An attribute of a patriot is a desire to protect Ukraine and the world from the evil embodied by Putin's regime. Once more, uh, words which rather hit hard uh, today. But now moving on uh, to his... uh, One of his poems which I found quite moving... Uh, it's called When You Clean Your Weapon. Um, and I shall offer no uh, further uh, background. I just, uh, I'll just launch straight into it. Uh, <clears throat> when you clean your weapon, when time and again you clean your weapon, when you rub strong-smelling oils into your weapon and shield it from the rain with your own body, when you swaddle it like a baby, even though you've never swaddled a baby before. You're only 19, no baby, no wife. The weapon becomes your only kin. You and the weapon are one. When you dig trench after trench, when you dig this precious, this hateful earth by handfuls, every other handful reaches your soul. You grind this earth between your teeth. You don't, you never will have another. You climb into the earth like into your mother's womb. You're warm and snug. You've never felt this close to anyone before. You and earth are one. When you shoot, even when it's at night and you don't see the enemy's face, even when night hides the enemy from you and you from the enemy and embraces each of you as her own, you smell like gunpowder, your hands, face, hair, clothing, shoes, no matter how much you wash them, smell of gunpowder. They smell of war. You smell of war. You and war are one. There we go. Rather moving um, little poem. Um... And again, very relevant today in Ukraine. Um, I could uh, pontificate on on Ukraine, um, but there's nothing I could say that really is uh, that hasn't really been said better by by many others. Uh, the only thing I will say is that it seems to me to have been uh, and to still be a test of 
of um of Western or democratic resolve in the face of naked imperialist ambition. Uh, and so far we are doing rather miserably uh, with that test. I don't know what the solution is, but it is a dark, dark time in Europe uh, and the world in general. This also seems to me to be something uh, part of a, a broader pattern of uh, assaults on democracies uh, and on freedoms. Uh, of course, we had Crimea in 2014, the beginning of all this, but uh, we have also had, to name but a few, in recent uh, memory, the desolation of democracy and free speech and liberty in Hong Kong, the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban, uh, now uh, this assault on, on um, a struggling and imperfect but nonetheless um, genuine uh, democratic nation by a naked, uh, nakedly imperialist authoritarian uh, I'm going to put some links to other articles in the in the, in the uh, little text box below uh, some of the pieces that I've found most uh, interesting to read uh, uh, about this whole situation. So I recommend you go and read those. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yes, uh, I will say that there is has been one thing that is heartening uh, I think President Zelensky has, uh, I think he possibly underestimated just how likely an invasion was um, and consequently perhaps failed to prepare as much as he should have. But he has certainly come out and become a very inspiring and brave uh, wartime leader, um, which is uh, a heartening thing to see. It's also heartening that uh, the Russian advance seems to uh, not have gone completely to plan. The resistance is stiffer um, and conquest slower than perhaps Putin thought they would be. Anyway, uh, we'll see. I'm recording this. Uh, this is going out on Monday, so uh, I don't know what the news will look like in a, in a couple of days uh, after this. Uh, you know, I'm recording this a, a few days before. Uh, I can only hope that Ukrainian democracy is uh, is is in a slightly better position uh, than it is today, perhaps. Um, there will be more pushback, I don't know. At the very least, I hope that Ukraine is still standing, which I think it will be. Anyway... That's all from me for today. As I said, I'll see you on the 21st of March once more uh, off to Spain. Uh, so until then, uh, have a lovely uh, have a, lo- a lovely few weeks. Um, and yes, let's hope that Ukraine still stands uh, come Monday. Let's hope that Ukrainian democracy wins out. Not much more to say, really. So, farewell.